0: Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. Obviously, a lot to talk about. I mean, has anybody really figured out what took place last night? We're going to dive into some the scenarios that are right now playing out with the presidential election from last night. Also, we're going to talk about a silver lining of what happened last night and just sort of look at overall just the general state of politics. I was talking to Mike Morgan as we came on set here and shared some of it with him. So I'm going to share it with you and give you a chance to think about it as well. But imagine this for a moment. Here we are in a very agrarian area right now in our community. We just have the people in Minnesota CD7 vote out the chairman of the House Ag Committee, which by the way, we're going to visit with Congresswoman Elect Michelle Fishbach in a moment. So we live in this agrarian area. We vote out the chairman of the House Ag Committee. Also here in North Dakota, we ended up saying yes to somebody who had been deceased now for several weeks to a month on a district in North Dakota. What does that say to you? about the state of politics. Now, with all that being said, think about what it says to you as well in regards to the state of politics. In, And I'm going to let this sit for a moment. Please think about this. But what does it say to you about the United States of America? When you even hear that these days, when you hear those words, the United, and I'm stressing United tonight, the United States of America, what comes up for you? Because if you look at what's going on right now, especially in regards to what's happening with this presidential election, it's hard to use that moniker. Let's bring up this map, and take a look at what I'm talking about specifically. But you can see here the latest numbers. They've got Joe Biden at 264. And I'm just going to give you some possibilities of how this can play out, folks, and then go, oh, my goodness, what if this were to happen? So if Joe Biden picks up Nevada, which there's a possibility that's going to happen, that puts him at 270 what's the magic number? It's 270. So then if Donald Trump gets the rest of the states you can see there, including Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia, and Alaska, that puts him at 268. Again, the United States of America. I mean, it couldn't be almost as exactly precisely divided as 270 to 268. Now, Think about this, Ron, because obviously we've seen some of the shenanigans that take place. You may remember we had Mayor Rudy Giuliani uh, earlier on. Gosh, it was just Monday. <laughs> that seems like, I mean, weeks ago we had Mayor Rudy Giuliani on Monday. He talked about when he was in New York and the shenanigans he had happened to him when he was trying to win elections. You saw probably Mayor Rudy Giuliani in Philadelphia today uh, alleging some shenanigans there. We'll see how it plays out. You know, there's going to be some recounts, but I'm bringing up the shenanigans piece, because imagine this for a moment, okay? Let's say Joe Biden gets to the 270 with Nevada. You've got a bunch of media. Talk about media in a moment as well. But a bunch of media that go, hey, Joe Biden, he's the winner. He's victorious. President Trump does does what he suggested last night, takes some of these issues to a recount, potentially the Supreme Court. Then the Supreme Court, hypothetically here, reverses one of those states, and now you've got the Supreme Court making Donald Trump the President of the United States for a second term. If that scenario were to play out, I can't even fathom, can't even fathom what would happen in our nation right now, considering all the hot spots that we've seen just even this past year with the riots and the looting. And you and I know I could go on and on and on. So those are some things just to consider here. Who knows if that hypothetical is going to play out, but I go back to the moniker of the United States of America. With that being said, because I want to talk about also a silver lining here in a moment, but uh, uh, Joe Biden, former Vice President Joe Biden, did speak today. Many suggested that President Trump was going to get up and speak as well. He has not, at least up to this moment. But I will share this with you. Joe Biden got up and said some really, really good things considering the United States of America. Here's a little bit about what he said earlier today. It's been a more difficult time for our country, a hard time, We've had a hard campaigns before we have faced hard times before. So once this election is finalized and behind us, it'll be time for us to do what we've always done as Americans. To put the harsh rhetoric of the campaign behind us, to lower the temperature, to see each other again, to listen to one another to, he- to hear each other again. And respect and care for one another. Respect and care one another again, right? I mean, it sounds nice, the United States of America. So something to chew on there. Now, let's talk about this. I think the silver lining and what took place last night is this. Are you ever going to listen to polls again? Are you ever going to look at another poll the same way after what we've seen over the past four years now? Are you going to trust the media again? The media now has shunned many people, scared the you-know-what's out of us, put us into our homes, put us into our basements, pun intended, which I'll get to in a moment. Then they go out and tell you how much, which, by the way, President Trump last night had just unbelievable numbers when it comes to Latino voters, black voters, people getting out there and saying, you know what, I want my freedom, I love my family, I love law and order, and yet what's been pounded into our brains now for the past few years about President Trump, that the guy's a racist. If he's such a racist, why would you see so many minorities go out and have pretty much record-shattering numbers for someone like President Donald Trump? I think that spells exactly why. How in the world can you trust the media? And what frightens me, folks, the most, when you think about how the media has played this situation out for the past three and a half, four years, I mean, really since President Trump came down the escalator, President Trump worked his tail off for you and for this country worked his tail off and yet you've got a scenario playing out right now where a person, for lack of a better way of saying it, sat in his basement most of the time for this election and could be president of the United States. Sat in his basement for a predominant amount of the time and end up could becoming the president of the United States. If you can't see what's going on right now with the messaging that takes place through the mainstream media and that is going to allow that to happen, I don't know what else to tell you other than to watch this show more and more and more because we're going to continue to be speaking the truth and waking people up here on Point of View. I want to share one last thing with you as well regarding some of the shenanigans that people are talking about, people are suggesting that could be happening in some states, Pennsylvania specifically. (laughs) Remember in 2012, I, I tweeted this out today, remember in 2012 there were 15 precincts in Philly. 15 precincts in Philly that, that came in kind of late or at a certain time. There was not a single vote out of those precincts for Mitt Romney. Not one. That, that's just not possible. You know it and I know it. And yet it happens. So we'll see what Rudy does there. But I bring that up because it was on Saturday I had a chance to visit with Senator Kevin Kramer. And he was talking about how many of the Democrats in different states have extended the opportunity to count ballots past Election Day. Does that make any sense to you? But now we're counting ballots past Election Day. And here's what Senator Kramer had to say. Now where they can, they're expanding Election Day. We're up to nine days past Election Day because the Democratic mantra is no election is over until we win it. Hopefully you heard that. The Democratic mantra is no election is over until we win it. I'm not saying that's going to bear out to be true. All I'm saying is if you look at some of the numbers in Wisconsin and Michigan and different states and how things have been playing out, we'll see. We will see. Now, there is some news that Arizona may actually get pulled back. You've seen some different uh, networks, if you will, say Arizona went for Biden. Trump team is saying, wait a second, there's a lot more votes coming in. We We may end up winning Arizona. All right, let's talk about a little more closer to home and focus on Minnesota first. I think many people suggested that President Trump... I did. Thought he was going to possibly make Minnesota red again. He ended up losing the state by seven points. I was very, very stunned by that number, but I think it tells you why he wasn't here actually more often than I thought he would be. Uh, Jason Lewis, I think, was within five points of Senator, Senator Tina Smith. And I was talking to some people today, and you look at Senator Tina Smith, we reached out to her consistently here on the show to have her on. She never said yes to us, and many people are saying. And this is where you start to award bad behavior. She didn't do much either getting out there and campaigning and yet ends up beating Jason Lewis, who was hustling, by five points. And you've got the Michelle Fishbox story. Again, we're going to visit with her in a few moments, but she ends up ousting the uh, chairman of the House Ag Committee in a completely ag area. And she ran a good race. She worked really, really hard. You're going to hear more about that in just a moment. But it's an interesting thing, I think, to consider. And then you look at now what's going on in North Dakota. much really happened in north dakota that was surprising except for the fact of what happened today governor burgum put out a presser saying that he was now going to replace uh the district eight house seat he thinks he's got a constitution constitutional right to do that well according to our attorney general he doesn't and then earlier today i ended up reaching out to the north dakota majority leader in the house chet Pollard. but but i want to lay this out for you because governor burgum is thinking hey you know what this is I'm not saying he said this but i think he's going hey i'm going to replace the seat because remember that was the district he invested a lot of money i don't remember what the exact number was but it was a lot of money for a house seat in north dakota so when you spend that kind of money obviously you want to believe you're going to have some clout in that situation thus where he's getting ahead of his skis and saying hey i'm going to put the person that i want in this particular seat probably not going to happen based on what the attorney general is saying not going to happen based on what chet pauler saying and you may remember the person he's trying to replace is the former chair of the house appropriations committee jeff delzer here's some of what chet pauler told me earlier today now the governor has appointed somebody but that somebody wasn't even elected so so i mean as far as that goes it's a legislative duty by, by chapter 16, but at the same time, I also feel he's violating the uh, separation of our powers between the the branches. I mean, the executive branch is trying to appoint a person that is clearly stated in the Attorney General opinion that is it is the the legislature's duty. So you got separation of powers. You've got a governor that spent a ton of money on a house seat in Little North Dakota, and now is going to just basically pick a person and try to put him in. To that position. Don't think it's going to play out. A couple of things to think about is shouldn't the second place voter then be able to take that place? But because the Republican did win, again, he was deceased, ends up winning that election, you may see a district chair choose that. But the separation of powers is important. We'll see what kind of. And I think the most important thing, because I talked to some legislators today, it is going to be a fascinating legislative session in North Dakota in 2021. I've had some legislators use the word civil war with me, right? Or the words civil war because of what governor has done to spend all this money try to take up these seats and basically try to squash the separation of powers So the legislature's not going to go wait a second wait a second we're an equal branch over here as well and now we're going to flex some muscle so just watch how that quote unquote civil war ends up playing out all right a lot to think about there would love your point of view on that because when we come back we've also got a great roundtable discussion talking more about what took place last night Predominantly in the presidential election and how the thing's going to play out. But some very, very special guests talking about that. And as always, you can share your point of view with us by simply emailing us, texting us, leaving us a voicemail. we got much more coming up right after this.